Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Good morning, Faith Life Church, and um, welcome to Church Online. We just want to welcome all the people watching us online from overseas and interstate. We know that today you're going to be blessed. You know, we're, we're living in a time where there is a constant change. We're, we're living in a time of uncertainty. But living in uncertainty doesn't mean that you have to be uncertain. Living in a time where people are fearful, living in a time where there is so many unexpected things coming, coming up to us on a daily basis doesn't mean that you have to be in fear. It doesn't mean that you have to have uh, an, an attitude of, God. I don't know what to do, because you and I serve a living God. We serve a God that's full of power, full of passion for us. And, and today, I just want to encourage you today that whatever you're going through, is you will overcome. Whatever circumstances that you are in right now, as you're listening to me, you are going to overcome. I love the verse in Malachi 3.6 says this, Since I, the Lord, do not go back on my promises, you sons of Jacob have not perished. I love it. What God is saying this is because I don't go back on my promises, your victory is secure. Whatever you are facing, God says this, because I don't go back on my promises. The uh, Message Bible puts it this way. I am God, yes, I haven't changed. So our confidence this morning, our confidence is this, is because God's promises do not change. His word doesn't change. What he's put inside of us doesn't change. Our victory is guaranteed. So this morning... As I am speaking to you, let your spirit arise, let your energy arise, and let's declare, let's come into agreement with God's word that says this, because he hasn't changed, because he keeps his promises, my victory is secure. So the victory that God's put inside of you is your faith. The victory that is inside of you is your faith. I want you to read to you James 1.17. I want to read it to you out of the Passion Translation. And he says this, Every gift God freely gives to us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow of darkness and is never subject to change. Just, just, just put an emphasis on that, is that God gives you a gift and the gift of faith in you is good, and it's perfect. In other words, you haven't been given a defective faith. You haven't been given a little faith. You haven't been given a faith that, that is crumbling. The Bible says that every gift that God gives is good and is perfect. So when God put faith inside of you, He's letting you know this morning that what He's put inside of you is good, and it is perfect. And I love the part of it here. It's never subject to change. So what he's telling you is this, is that your faith is always going to remain constant in, every, in, in the changing of circumstances. So your faith is unchanging because it comes from God. 
Your faith is strong because it comes from God. Your faith hears God because it comes from God. And the Bible tells us in James, here he is, he's talking to a victorious church. He's reminding the church and he's saying this to you, that because God's gift is good and is perfect, it has no shadows, it's not trying to hide anything, and is not subject to change. So today, right now, let's settle the issue. Let's have a persuaded heart that says this, God, my faith is not subject to change the circumstances. Wherever my faith walks into, it changes the circumstances, but it's not affected by the circumstances. So this morning... I really feel that the Holy Spirit wants to energize you, wants to open up your eyes, wants to tell you, hey, what I've started, I am going to finish. So today, if you're in a situation where you started a walk with Jesus and you're struggling, today you, you could be in quarantine, you, you, you could be in a hospital bed, wherever you find yourself, where you find yourself, you will find God's perfect faith inside of you. So the key for us this morning, a key for our victory, is that God doesn't change. God always keeps His promises. And the faith that is put inside of you is not subject to change. So therefore, your grounding is secure, your mind is secure, your emotions are secure, because you are now entering the God zone. You are entering your faith life. You're entering a place where God can work in you and through you. I want to show you something that's, that I've seen today that, that is absolutely resounding within my spirit. There are two miracles that happen concisively together. And I've always used to preach one or the other, but this morning I want to put these two miracles together. You'll find this in Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter 5, verses 21 to 35. There are two miracles here, but both work together, and they, it's not an accident that God's put them together. The, in in 20, verse 21, it starts off that this man by the name of Jairus, now he's a leader. He's a man that knows the Word of God. He's, he's, he's a leader of a synagogue. So it's like a, being a pastor of a church. And his daughter is at home. She's dying. And what he does, he is a man. He's got faith. So we're not, we're not talking about somebody that hasn't got faith. He comes to Jesus and he, and he gives Jesus the lowdown. He says, Jesus, my daughter is at home. And she's sick. She's, she's near death's door. Will you come? And Jesus makes this agreement with him. He starts to come with him. Now, put this two together. Verse 21, when he said, coming together, and he says, God always keeps his promises. So what you have is Jairus comes, and he says, Jesus, you have the answer for my need. And he comes to Jesus, and Jesus agrees. Come on, Jairus, where are we going? We're going to your home. We are going to go to the place where you need a miracle. You are going to go, we're going to go to a place where you're going to see the power of God. And as Jairus and Jesus and the disciples and the crowd are all walking towards Jairus' home, there's a, there's a woman that's been sick for 12 years. She's been absolutely tormented. She's lost all her finance. 
She's lost her health. She's, she's in quarantine. There's just so many things that this, so many hurdles that this woman has to overcome. Oh, just think about this. Just If you read it through in yourself, that she's got to overcome all of these hurdles. The hurdle, she spent all her money. A hurdle, she cannot go outside. She's now sick. Now she's now broke. She's now in quarantine. That all of the ledger is read. She's come up totally empty. But then you have this powerful thing then when she heard about Jesus. When she heard that the one that made the promise, the one that put faith inside of her, something arose. And what arose was this, is that when faith comes together with the promise keeper, the promise maker, the initiator of the promise, there is an action that starts to well up. You see, Christianity is not about theology thinking this is what I believe, but this is how I live. This is what I manifest. Watch this now carefully. When the faith inside of you hears the word, it wants to manifest the word. So when faith on the inside, which is God-given, God-perfect, not subject to change, hears the promise of God, the first thing it wants to do, there wants to be an action. She started to say to herself, I will be made whole. Today is the day that it stops. Today is the day where I reverse my fortunes. Today is the day that it's going to be like no other day in my life. And she just does something so amazing is that she comes and she draws faith out of Christ and she receives her healing. Now I want you to keep this always now in focus is that Jairus is a part of this miracle. He is now with Jesus. He's already told us that, hey, Jesus, I have faith that if you go to my daughter, you lay hands on her, she's going to be healed. So his Jairus is also in the same miracle. So Jairus is on the miracle and he's now experienced another miracle along the way. So can you, can you see the awesomeness of God that he is now building Jairus up. He's now, Jairus is in the middle of being, seeing the power of faith. See, Jairus stepped out on faith, but now he's in the middle of seeing what faith can do. He's now seeing that, hey, there's this woman. She was running on empty, and now she's become completely full of the miracle of God because of her faith. So what we have is this. So then when this woman receives her miracle, she, she all of a sudden Jesus goes, somebody's touched me and went inside of me and, and received the promise of God. He received it. And so she's afraid and she comes before Jesus. Now Jesus is now goes into an edification mode. He goes into a teaching mode of faith. So everybody is now looking. So everybody's seen the woman receive her miracle. Now everybody's looking at Jesus, and now Jesus is talking. And so Jesus is now going to share. Jesus is now going to educate, draw something out. And he's now, he's got the whole crowd 
attention. And he's, Jesus is now saying, this is what faith in me will produce. So, th- so th- this miracle, yes, it happened to be for her personally. But the revelation was not just a personal revelation, but it was a corporate revelation. So Jesus is now going to address this woman. Jesus is now going to admonish this woman. And she's in front. Jairus is listening. People are listening. And Jesus says, hey, hey, daughter of God. Hey, how amazing are you? Because you put your faith. I want you to understand this. Your faith. The faith that I put into you, you released it, and because you released it, this is what happened. So here's Jairus. Can you imagine the build-up of the expectation within him? If he, if he was low, now he's high. Jairus is now has a picture of what is going to happen to him. See, Jairus is now seeing a miracle that happened by faith in Jesus And so he, can you imagine the expectation in him? And now I want you to have a look at verse 35 of Mark 5. And I want to read it to you out of the um, TLV version. It says this, while Yeshua was still speaking. I want you to stop for a moment. Jesus is talking, so we're not talking now. Verse 35 is not a pause And there's silence. So while Jesus is communicating to the crowd, admonishing the crowd, admonishing all the people, saying, this is the power of what I have put inside of you. He says, while Jesus was still speaking, messengers from the house of the synagogue's leader came, saying, your daughter is dead. Why do you still trouble the teacher. I want you to get this. Look at the timing of this. So while Jesus is opening up people's hearts, letting them know that the gift of God that is in them that they can release, while Jesus is speaking, these messengers come and they target Jairus. I want you to notice something. They didn't target Jesus. They didn't go up to Jesus and say, Jesus, it's all over with. They came up to Jairus and they said this, why do you still trouble the teacher? I want you to know this. The reason they never went to Jesus is because of what we read in Malachi chapter 6. Chapter 3 verse 6 says this, that God is a God that keeps his promises. What these messengers did What their conversation was about is they wanted to come in between Jesus and him, and that does affect the miracle. So these messengers became to target Jairus. Now, look at uh, Ephesians 4.27. It says this, Don't give slanderous accusers. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. Other translations say this, neither give place to the devil. So what was happening here is that Jairus is being energized by the teaching of Jesus. 
Jairus is inspired by this woman that took her faith, put it into practice, and saw a life transformation that was instantaneous. So he's now being built up. And the moment he is being built up, these messengers come, these accusers come. And guess what they're doing? Watch this. The Bible says, the Bible calls it this, don't give the slanderous accuser. What is slandering? Listen to what he was saying here. Why do you still trouble the teacher? What they were in putting in to Jairus was this. Stop troubling Jesus. Jesus is not interested in you. Hey, it's over with. She is dead. You're, you're, everything is finished. You need to devalue. You need to decrease. You need to downsize. You need to draw back. You need to give up. You need to sit down. You need to back off. All of these things. And he's going, hey, Jesus is no longer interested in you. What once could have been a possibility is now no longer a probability. So they're coming to Jairus and they're doing this. He goes, don't give place to the devil. A place or room means an opportunity and scope for acting through in and through you. So what this message was doing, the message wanted to come into Jairus and then it wanted to be manifested out of Jairus. So what we have here, now perceive this in the Holy Spirit. The message was intended to go into Jairus, and then it was meant to manifest itself through Jairus. And the intention was to tell Jesus, Jesus, I no longer need you. Jesus, I no longer want to experience this. So what it was, it was to separate the promise from the Word. It was to separate the God that keeps His promises away from the need. So what we have is the accuser comes says, and he's looking for room. I, I want you to, first of all, understand this is that the message needed Jairus' permission to go in and to come out. So Jairus, the message was on the outside, seeking entrance into the inside. So Jairus had an opportunity. Jairus still has a choice. What am I going to do with all the messages that are bombarding me? Just... You, you look at it, any time that you're going for a breakthrough, somebody says something, something happens and you go, wow. I want you to notice this. When you start going for a breakthrough in the spirit realm, there are all these people saying, we've got to stop manifesting this. Now, the people say, well, why, should, why, would, they want to, why would these spirits want to stop manifesting this? Watch this. The moment that this woman that was sick for 12 years started her process, and got healed. What had happened, it affected the crowd, not just her life. See, we don't live in isolation. When the woman that got healed, what happened was, is that it opened up the opportunity. It gave a, a, a platform for Jesus to speak. And then Jesus was saying, now listen to me. 
What you saw in this woman can also happen to you. See, this is the beginning of a revolution, a faith life revolution in people's lives and people's heart. And Jairus is on his way to the miracle, and these accusers come. They want space. Now look at verse 36. It tells you what it was. It says, but Jesus refused to listen to what they, what they, were, to, what they were told and said to the Jews, um, Jewish official, don't yield to fear. All you need to do is keep on believing. I want you to get this. The message that these messengers were introducing to try to infect Jairus with was fear. And I started praying on this this morning, and I thought the first question that came into my spirit, why not just send one person? Why not just send just, just one person or send them a notes? But they send messengers. And, I went in, and this is what I really felt like. And I was uh, talking with Pastor Silva about this as well. And, and I, I, believe we, I believe we got an answer from God on this. And he was this. Is that all of these messengers came with reinforcements. Well, I know somebody else that tried this and it didn't work. I know somebody else that put their faith in God and it didn't work. And, and then you've got people that have written books and started programs doing all of this, trying to, trying to say, hey, this is why things don't happen. This is why. So what happens is the message always comes with reinforcements. It always comes to back up. Well, the reason you can't have this is because this happened to that person. The reason you can't have this. So all of these messages. But Jesus says to the official, I want to do this. Jesus refused to listen. I love this about Jesus. Jesus refuses to listen to the accuser. What does that tell us? Refuse to listen. I refuse to go under manipulation. I refuse this message. What See, it puts the power back in us and on us. Is because when a messenger comes, you and I have the choice to say, I refuse it. So what Jesus was doing here, church, faith life church, believers, was this. He's going to refuse all the messages that manipulate you, refuse all the messages that bring fear in your life. I love this. Don't yield to fear. But then he says something so glorious. I, I love this. All you need to do is to keep on believing. Do you know what that tells me? Is that Jairus hadn't lost his faith. Fear wanted to divert him, but Jesus tells him, hey Jairus, don't let the fear keep on doing what you had. You know what Jesus was doing? Jesus was reinforcing. Jesus was encouraging. Jairus, you started in faith. Jairus, you came to me. You expressed your faith to me. We've got a connection. The God that doesn't, uh, God that keeps his promises is with you. And so he's telling Jairus, listen, Jairus, you have faith. So don't be afraid. See, fear wants to find place in you. Now, let me just give you something that's a little bit on the sobering side, but. Uh, if we would awaken it, we would understand it. 
once fear has a room in you, it will not settle in one room. It wants the whole house. So when we start talking about fear, fear might just come into such a small thing. But one of the things you'll see through Scripture is that fear wants the whole house. It just doesn't want a room. So God says, don't resist the devil and he will what? Flee from you. He's saying this, as long as you close the door, you can stay in faith. What I love about here is that Jesus was going to Jairus. Jairus, shut the door. When a, this comes along, shut the door. When you, when you wake up in the morning and you see the early morning news and you go, this is this, shut the door. When somebody comes up to you and goes, oh, yeah, you don't look so well. Oh, man, hey, you know, shut the door. You know, when, when a song comes along and you want to feel sorry for yourself, shut the door. Because as long as you keep the door shut, fear can't come in. And then God says this, while there's no fear inside of you, keep on doing what you were doing. Stay in faith. Believe in faith. Speak in faith. Act in faith. Pray in faith. Believe in faith. All of these things. And what I love about this is that Jairus listens. I want you to know something. I love this. Before Jairus had time to open the door if he wanted to, Jesus broke in. I want you to understand this. This is how good God is. This is how much God loves you. Every single time that you come in and you feel like you want to open the door, guess who's going to interrupt you? Jesus. I, I, I love, I love, I love, I love this. See, Jesus, they interrupted Jairus, but Jesus interrupted them. Key. As they were talk, as Jesus was talking, they were interrupting Jairus's. But the moment that Jesus heard, he says, I refuse this. And what did he do? He said, Jairus, shut the door because you are a man of faith. Let me read James 1.17 again. Every gift God freely gives to us is good and perfect. Just stop there for a moment. Fear wants to attack, is, tells you your faith isn't that good. Come on, you're not that good. It's not that perfect. And then he says this, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow of darkness, and is never subject to change. I've got some good news for you. Fear can stun your faith. Fear can immobilize it as in stop it being effective, but it can never limit it. And is never subject to change. So the faith that God's put into you is not going to change. What fear does, it tries to cover it up. It tries to manipulate it. It tries to make room for it. It tries to push it out. But your faith is strong. I declare by the Spirit of God, that your faith is strong this morning.
I declare that your faith is active this morning. I declare that you are the head and not the tail. I declare that you are going through this situation. You are not going to stay in this situation. I declare that every door to fear, every door to manipulation is now closed. As I am speaking, I am believing that inside of you, all of these doors are closing. I'm going to stop listening to this. I'm going to stop acting like this. I'm going to shut the door. Because what Jesus did to Silas, to Jairus, was this. Jairus, shut the door. And not only that, Jesus says, I'm going to help you shut the door. See, it's not by your own strength. The moment you take your eyes of Jesus, you are relying on your own strength. But there is Jairus. He's still in the presence of God. And God says, Jairus, I and you, we're going to shut the door. We're going to shut the door. And then what he says to Jairus, now let's go do the miracle. I want you to get this. The moment Jairus shut the door to fear, that's when they moved on from the the first miracle to the second miracle. The second miracle started with Jairus shutting the door. And they came into Jairus' house. And what you find with Jairus' house was this, is they had professional mourners. So you had messengers that were there to back him up. He comes into the house and there are professional mourners. What is a professional mourner? People that feel that their life calling is to tell others what God will not do for their lives. Professional mourners are those that have stepped out in unbelief and had fallen and now teaching everybody else that they had faith and they can't have breakthrough. These professional mourners always remind you of your mistakes. Professional mourners remind you to stay in your pity. Professional mourners make your misery as comfortable as you can be, making the best out of the situation that you have. And so what does Jesus do? He says, the way we dealt with those messengers is the way we're going to deal with these people that want to keep you where you are. And so what did he do? And you know what was interesting? When you read this passage, in the Message Bible, it says that they ridiculed Jesus, they made fun of Jesus, and they they had skeptical sayings. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you had the faith, that would have never happened. If you were holy, that would have happened. Hey, if you did this, if, 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 if. So what does God do? He removes them. He removes them. Watch this. When you shut the door to fear, Jesus removes the professional mourners. I love this because Jairus didn't have to remove him. It was Jesus. So what does Jesus want to do for you today? Jesus wants to remove all the professional mourners out of your life, out of your system, out of your thinking, so that the only voice that you're going to hear is the voice of Jesus. What a professional mourner does, it tries to compete with the spoken and the written word of God. And so what does God say? Jairus, you don't need any of this. And he throws them out. He clears the room. Listen to me very carefully today. I am believing that right now in your lounge room, in your car, wherever you are, God because we shut the door, the room is now cleared for you to receive your miracle. You know, as we come to pray right now, wherever you are, you could be listening to, to our church service in a hospital bed. 
Uh, you could be at home and you're all alone. You, you, you could be in so, so many things, but you're a believer. You, 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 you know God. God says this, why don't we, just do, why don't we pray? Um, I am believing that right now we are going to shut the door to every messenger, every accusing messenger about God, about who you are, to shut the door and no longer operate out of fear, but operate out of faith, operate out of believing God, and then let God clean the room so that you can hear God. Let's pray. Father, I just come to you right now in the amazing name of Jesus. I thank you that you're here. God, I just thank you that, Father God, on our way to the miracle, you have encouraged us. On our way to our miracle, right now, you're hearing this message. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we choose, we shut the door to any accusations. We make no room, no provision for fear, doubt, unbelief, skepticism, any negative report. Father, we close the door. And Father, right now, we focus that we are a people of faith. Father, right now, I pray that every person listening to me would have a realization that they started in faith and they haven't lost their faith. Father, right now, as I'm, what I'm sensing in my spirit, some of you think that your faith has let you down. Some of you think that you haven't got enough faith, but here's God telling you this, what he said to Jairus, do not fear, keep on believing, keep on believing. Don't lose your faith. Don't stop your faith from being active. So Father, right now, we close the door. And Father, I just thank you right now that you're clearing the room for every miracle. Father God, you are removing accusations from us. Father, you're removing all the noise. You're removing everything so that the only voice we hear is your voice. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for us. Father, I pray that today there will be miracles spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, in every sphere of our lives. That Father, that we would manifest the presence of God, that we would manifest what faith has put into us. And Father, right now, we declare that you are the God that keeps your promises. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, if you've heard this message right now and you've never given your life to Jesus, this is the God we serve. This is the Jesus. And Jesus said this, if you would believe in me that I died for you and I rose again from you, that you will be saved, that you will go from death to life, that this God that I've talked to you will become your God, that he's no longer a God out there, but God in there. And all you need to do is to pray this prayer after me. And if, if that's what you want to do, just repeat this prayer after me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for me and he rose again for me, and that he's forgiven me my sin and all of my sins. I now receive him as my Lord and Savior. I now believe that he is in my heart. I am brand new and every promise of God now belongs to me as well. In Jesus' name.
Amen. And if you prayed that for the first time, or you, you might have prayed a couple of times, but you feel you want to get in contact with us, underneath me now is a link. We'd love to get in contact with you. Hey, God bless you. I so look forward to seeing you next week.